0: Welcome everyone to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. This is Jason Varga with Cause Collective here today. This show was created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. If you'd like to learn more about Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, you can visit us at causecollectivelincoln.org. And while you're there, we'd love to have you sign up for our free community newsletter. You can read about all the things going on with all the different nonprofits in Lincoln. If you just click on the community outreach button and then community newsletter, you can sign up there to hear more about what's happening. And welcome, today we are talking to Danny Jurgens, the development director from Friendship Home. Welcome, Danny.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We're thrilled to have you and it's good to Good to be back. It's been a little while for me, but we're going to do our best to get good information about your very important agency out there. To get us started, would you give us a, just a few minutes about yourself? How you got into maybe the nonprofit field and specifically into Friendship Home and what you do there?
1: Yes, I actually began my work um, in the nonprofit field here at Friendship Home. So I started as an intern. I was going through the Human Services Program and SCC and started to work as an intern. Um, A position opened up shortly after my internship was over for an advocate position, which I accepted in 2005. And since then, I've just continued kind of working in several different areas here at Friendship Home. I've been a case manager, as well as at one point, I was the volunteer intern coordinator. While I was Here, um, I decided in 2017, it was time to return back to school, even though I had two young children at home. And Mm -hmm. began my role of um, my bachelor's degree, and then I continued to move on towards my master's degree. And and in that time, I did kind of steer away from Friendship Home for a little while. I went and worked at a few other local nonprofits um, and found myself at most recently, I found myself at Nebraska and working for gender-based violence prevention and education and went, you know, this is really where my passion is. That's where my heart lies. So this development director position opened up at Friendship Home. I applied and I returned about a year ago. And here I am now.
0: Just how- Glad you're there. Uh, Friendship Home has been members for years and I know some of the staff. It's just a wonderful place. So, um, and I apologize. I thought we had met recently, but uh, we may have ran into each other 20 years ago. So, when you were off there, <laughs> the nonprofit, uh, so it's always good to hear your history and uh, your nonprofit career, too. That's wonderful. Yes. All right. We're going to talk uh, about you have a lot of services and a lot going on there. Give us the big overview first, kind of the mission and history and what Friendship Home does before we get into those.
1: Absolutely. So Friendship Home's ultimate mission is to provide services to survivors of domestic violence and their children. We do this through offering a continuum of care through crisis services, support, case management, and advocacy. Ultimately, our vision is that someday our services will cease to exist, that Domestic violence won't be happening in our community. And if it is those that are perpetuating violence will be held accountable for their actions and people will know how to respond to domestic violence. So Friendship Home started in 1978. Um, We actually started as through the Daughters of Charity is how they started. It was supposed to be a facility for women who were stopping in Lincoln who had family members that were actually incarcerated was the original intent of friendship home. So a place for them to stay while they visited family members. It was quickly discovered that those that were coming were fleeing domestic violence, not necessarily even visiting family that was incarcerated. And that's when we decided we really needed a shelter. There were other services that were being provided in Lincoln already, but we really needed a shelter. So we became an incorporated nonprofit organization in the eighties. And began sheltering at that time women and children who were experiencing domestic violence, and have continued to do so ever since.
0: That's such that's a great vision. I love that vision uh, to basically. Sometimes we say put yourself out of business because that means it's a much healthier community. Uh, So. That, that is wonderful. But we're definitely glad you're here now when it's needed. And I had no idea it was uh, started in 78. That's excellent. That's a good. Yes, nonprofit. we've
1: been, been around for a while now.
0: That's great. Good. Definitely good thing to have you around. So you have, and I, I apologize, I may have used the wrong word, several branches of services and uh, why don't you give us an overview of, of each, what are, each of those and what all those involve.
1: Absolutely. So Friendship Home has evolved over time in the way that we've been providing services to those that are seeking shelter or support through due to domestic violence. Um, when we first began, we had one communal living shelter and that shelter has since in 2015, it's, it was changed the way that we utilize that facility. We still own it as it a service center available to those that are waiting for our shelter services, or even those that have experienced some of our support and services in the past, where they can come, they can receive um, case management advocacy, sometimes support of filling out paperwork, potentially a protection order, or maybe they just need supplies, whether it's home, household items, food, clothes. We do have one communal living shelter still and that is a home that houses up to eight different families. It depends on the size of the family of how many we are sheltering at any given day in that facility. We actually received that shelter in 1999. so we had two operating shelters but then in 2015 we decided it's not really trauma-informed to be taking somebody who's experiencing crisis and putting them in a communal living environment with a bunch of other people that are experiencing crisis. Mm -hmm. So we revamped the way we did things and we opened up single family shelters across the city of Lincoln. Currently we have 11 different scattered site apartments where families can come and stay and receive emergency shelter services. And then we have our long term transitional housing program. We have 19 of the hosts across the city of Lincoln. Um, all in all, Friendship Home is sitting at about 31, I believe, different buildings that we have um, scattered around. But those that are receiving emergency shelter typically six to eight weeks where they're getting case management, around the clock advocacy and support, access to resources, help you know, applications for housing or services that are needed here in Lincoln. We also, um, unfortunately it's, it's a thing that I hate to, have to always say, but it is true that we've had a waiting list since the nineties. Mm-hmm. So we provide services to those that are still waiting to get into shelter, whether it's advocacy, safety planning of how they're going to be able to leave this relationship mm-hmm. in a safe way. Um, it is the most dangerous time for somebody when they're leading domestic violence relationships, so we want to try to really plan that with those. We also, some of the other services we provide, we do have a counselor on staff who can provide short-term mental health support to those that are experiencing domestic violence. We've helped sometimes with financial situations, whether it be gas vouchers because it's struggling to get your children to school, or whether it could be relocation or possibly help with deposit or first month's rent somewhere. Um, I will say that the misconception anymore these days is that Friendship Home serves just women. And as I said at the beginning, Friendship Home started to serve women, but we actually serve anyone who is experiencing domestic violence. So just utilizing our crisis lane and calling for support, that is there 24 seven as well. And I'm sure I'm missing a lot of things about our
0: programs. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's wonderful. That's very well said. And yeah, I, I, I think that was something I learned a few years ago only because I'm around you all and I'm not about the misconception. What is the, is there a percentage breakdown of who um, by gender, age, socioeconomic status, um, any of that data on the top of your head? Just out of curiosity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So typically, the data shows that one in four women experience domestic violence of so those who identify as women. Um, I tend to say sometimes I think that number is even smaller due to the fact that we some pe- we know people don't always report it. So yeah. sometimes it could possibly be one in three. I've um, had conversations and given presentations and been in rooms full of people and generally maybe one or two don't know anybody that's ever experienced it. So the odds are higher. Also, we have approximately one in seven men that have reported some form of domestic violence in their life as well. Once again, I'm sure that number is a lot lower just because of the misconceptions of and the stereotypes surrounding men who are experiencing violence. Um, So those are some of the numbers that we see, but anybody there, you know, no matter who they are can experience domestic violence. Domestic violence is not something that discriminates due to gender identity, sexual orientation, race, economic status. Um, It is something that impacts anybody and everybody in our community.
0: Yeah, that's... um important, uh, unfortunate, but very important information to know. So people understand that the scope of it, that's happening. And I like, in particular, that you're there because it really helps people be able to, uh, when they're ready, uh, come out and say something and get the help that they need. That's just so important. Before I forget, and we'll do this, hopefully a couple of times, tell us how people can connect to you or there if someone wants to reach out or perhaps volunteer, which we'll talk about here in a minute.
1: Absolutely. There's several ways that you can connect to Friendship Home. As I mentioned earlier, we have a 24 hour, seven day a week, 365 day a year crisis line. That phone number is 402-437-9302. Anybody is welcome to utilize that whether they're just calling and wanting to ask questions or if they are seeking shelter. If they want to learn more about Friendship Home, you can check us out at www.friendshiphome.org. And we are also on social media. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Perfect.
0: Thank you. So you have your uh, biggest, as I understand it, one of your largest fundraising events of the year coming up here. Let's talk about that for a little bit and the event itself and then how people also could get involved.
1: Yes. So Safe Quarters is coming up on October 8th. This is our 21st year of having Safe Quarters um, and it's truly really an event that means a lot to me and I know it means a lot to the staff. So what that event is is, we have hundreds of dedicated volunteers that knock door to door across the city of Lincoln on that one day, collecting and raising funds for friendship home. So it is safe quarters, save lives um, that was really nice. the concept behind that. I actually just had the fortune of meeting with the two volunteers who started it 21 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the, the name came to them in a dream of, you know, we're, we're providing financial support to those who are experiencing domestic violence and by providing safe living quarters is where it started. So we have, as I said, hundred of volunteers that will be knocking on, hopefully every door is our hope in the city, um, raising funds the survivors that are currently experiencing domestic violence in our community. It's also an interesting time of year because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. That's why we like to do it in October. And it's not only just a fundraising event, it's really truly an awareness event. And that's why it's so near and dear to our hearts, because we know for a fact that people are knocking on the door of somebody who's currently experiencing domestic violence or someone who has received services from Friendship Home in the past. We've had volunteers over the years I hear countless stories of walking up to a door and having it being a survivor and saying, friendship home meant so much to me, your friendship home helped me in this way, and I really want to give back. Or sometimes people are saying, you know, um, I've been scared or they call our shelter saying, I didn't even know you existed until your volunteers showed up at our door. So it, it helps bring awareness to those in our community as well.
0: Fact, I was just wondering that if uh, then you answered my next question <laughs> perfectly. If you had run into anybody while doing that, knocking to the door that had knew about or utilized or uh, supported you or uh, learned about you. That's such a win-win uh, fundraising event. Mm-hmm. But I have to confess an embarrassing, as you were talking, I just realized, for, this won't be surprising for people who know me, but <laughs> the, the double meaning and the name safe quarters, bringing in actual money, quarters, and then as a safe space too. So they, that's everyone's funny moment that it took Jason a while to figure that out and everyone else got it right away. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. That That is amazing. And uh, are you still looking for more volunteers for this event?
1: Absolutely. So we have a couple of different volunteer opportunities. Um, our biggest and most needed is teams is what we call them. So we okay. have teams, so somebody's not knocking on the door by themselves. So we have volunteers that can form a team of eight to 15 volunteers. It could be friends, family members, co-workers. We're even looking for, you know, it's an opportunity, great opportunity for students through LPS or any of the universities to get together. Um, really to be a team captain, all they have to do is gather who's going to be on their team, get their shirt sizes, because we do give shirts out for this event. Um, and then they are just the ones who kind of coordinate the area and the neighborhood that they're going to go walk around in. That's our biggest need currently is teams, but we always will take volunteers helping leading up to the event. We're going to need help getting items ready. As well as day of we'll need help with check-in and um, collecting the funds as they come back
0: that's great i, I don't want to call anyone out but that sounds like a perfect event for lps students looking for volunteer hours for their class hint, and <laughs> hint, if you need it. i'm sure they're not listening right now because it's during the school day but hopefully maybe a parent or a student will hear that that's that's a great way to do it. teams and get a lot of better hours in one day and really support a great agency while helping the community. There you go. I think that's a perfect fit. So students, here's your opportunity. Um, what are so oh well again before I forget how can they reach you if they want to volunteer specifically for say quarters event, how, who can they reach out to? A
1: couple of different ways. So once again, it could be just simply going to our Facebook or our Instagram page we have an event page created. Go into our website www.friendshiphome.org um, and clicking on the link that says safe quarters you can find out all the information there of how to register and just about the event itself or you can reach out to our development coordinator she's the one collecting all of the fun information and kind of keeping track of all of our teams. So her name is Whitney and you can reach out to her through email, which is W-H-I-T-N-E-Y W at friendshiphome.org.
0: Wonderful, thank you.
1: Let's chat
0: about some of the many nonprofits, if not all have some kind of challenges. What's looking ahead what are some of the challenges coming up for a friendship home like you mentioned capacity or the waiting list um what are some things you can think of where you're going to work towards in the next few years or so
1: truthfully right there you just hit on it it's the capacity it's um we are seeing a continued increase in those that are experiencing violence in our community as well as the Uh, I would say that just actual violence itself has seemed to continue to increase and um, create more and more challenges for those that are experiencing it. Last year alone, we served 1,554 survivors and their children in all of our capacities. Oh my gosh. And we are actually learning within the first six months of this in 2023 compared to the first six months of 2022 we are sitting at 165 more people already just within the first six months that have reached out to services, whether that's mean calling us, or actually coming in and seeking our shelter. So it's really capacity. Um, as I said, we're always full. We try to be as creative as we can when we're working with somebody who is experiencing domestic violence and they reach out to us, we provide as many options as possible. Um, but it's really just that capacity Doing the best we can to try to create awareness, so we
0: can try to continue to seek that vision of putting an end to this at some point. Wow, that's that's a big number. Uh, so thank you for helping all those people. That hopefully, that will knock down. Was there a surge? You know, when there's like a pandemic and community stress, does that exacerbate the the number that you need? Or do you see a a surge in the need of services in situations like that?
1: Honestly, during the pandemic, we saw a decrease. And that was simply for the fact that people were stuck at home. So we saw a decrease in those that were reaching out to us, not not necessarily a decrease in domestic violence because they were stuck at home. Um, We would have survivors that would sneak into their basement and have only five minutes while their partner was on another call upstairs to work to just seek shelters. They'd only have a few minutes to speak to us because nobody was leaving their house. They were completely isolated. Um, They didn't even have that chance to get away from work. Coming out of the pandemic, we're definitely seeing that increase again. We're seeing an increase in numbers. um, And whether that be because domestic violence is increasing or because people are more aware that we provide services, it's really hard to say, but yes, we're. We're seeing a steady increase over the years.
0: But Let's say someone is unable to volunteer for say quarters event coming up and they would just like to donate. Are they able to do that as well?
1: Absolutely. Being a nonprofit, that's where a lot of the majority of our funding comes from is through grants and donors. So they can do that by either reaching out to me personally, or going to our website, we have several different ways, whether it be donating to an event or donating um, on our site, becoming, you know, a monthly donor, however they choose. We also accept donated goods um, and, you know, new and gently used clothing or hygiene items, whatever it could be. There's lots of different ways that people could provide some those services.
0: And that's awesome. And um, before we wrap up, what's your website one more time?
1: Yes, it's www.friendshiphome.org.
0: And we'll do it for today. Jan, uh, Danny, thank you for joining us so much and helping the community understand the situation and learn about Friendship Home today. we were very glad to have you again.
1: We, thank you. I appreciate you having me on here.
0: And listeners, thank you for tuning in to Cause Collective Radio on KZM 89.3 Lincoln and KZM HD, Lincoln's community radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, you can visit causecollectivelincoln.org. And again, under the community outreach button, there's a radio show button to click on. So tune in next week for another edition of Cause Collective Radio and keep listening to KZM 89.3 Lincoln and KZM HD.